Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are tuned into Unbecoming of Age, the podcast, episode 130. Two guys that have never met in real life. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa, and my co-host is Mr. John M. Craig. What's up, Colin? I am in Red Bank, New Jersey, up in the pool house, and it's a a little uh, temporary stop by here. You know, uh, just finished up uh, Jack Ryan. I think I told you season two of Jack Ryan, New York reshoots, four days of shooting, but I wasn't on the shoot crew. I was driving the set decorator. And that was about 14 days of work. Finished up on Wednesday. Today is Saturday, April what 13th. So uh, three days uh, I did not work. Uh, I am exhausted. I get more tired when I'm not working, which is bizarro considering the... Although last week the work hours were like nonsense. I think like in three days, maybe I was on the clock for 22 hours. I got paid. I will get paid for more than that. But uh, And then tomorrow I start two days on season four of Mr. Robot. Nice. So nice. Uh, I may potentially drive um, an Academy Award winner. Rumi Malik. Is, is it Ro- Remy? Romy? Remy? I don't know. I think it's Remy Malik, right? Is it? I probably misplaced. Oh, oh, well, who's the guy that we couldn't remember his name? We couldn't figure out his name. Bumbersnatch? No, 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 no. Um, uh, Betancourt. <laughs> Nino Betancourt. <laughs> he's, been a lot he, he's on the cover. Now you can't. Now you got to know what it is because he was, he's on the cover of Vanity Fair. I mean, like, like apparently traditional uh, magazines really want the white guy to win. They want the male white guy to win. Vanity Fair. It's like, boom, he's right on there. He looks like a badass. It's like a pickup truck. He's like giving the fucking metal, metal horns, you know, like metallic yeah, metal right, horns. Right, right. He's like, I want to see him in a metal up your ass shirt, you know? Fuck you. They want the white guy to win so much that they, they <laughs> named a white guy woman of the year. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's that's exactly right. That's how. Um, what? <laughs> they didn't take that away. They didn't, they didn't take that away from uh, Caitlin. Uh, no, I don't think I don't think, hmm. I think she is. Is it she or they? What's the pronoun? Uh, I, I think for her, it's she. I, I saw somebody uh, that had done their social media handle this week, which uh, something that cracked me up. They said uh, preferred pronoun was y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, uh, no, I, I believe that award uh, still still st- stood after uh, whatever. I don't know. Was there was there there was the kind of a controversy went on there with the car accident thing that went on after that, and then there was protest. Uh, she she was uh, in the car wreck where she uh, was looking at her phone or some shit and blew through the light and out in Malibu or uh, I don't mm-hmm. know exactly what the deal was killed somebody and then uh, vehicular yeah. manslaughter or vehicular woman slaughter. I'm sorry, I made a <laughs> yeah. mistake. Um, just, yeah, mm-hmm. just yeah. a little, little bit of a fine, you know. I don't know what happened after that, if, if there was even that. But uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so up, up in your universe, how was, uh, how's the heart? Heart is, uh, heart is, uh, we're beaten, uh, beaten normally. I went in and after a week where I, I told you the, uh, as far as being in a regular, normal, what they call a, a sinus rhythm, which is your, your normal way your heart's supposed to beat. I uh, was the, in, in that type of rhythm about half the time. And then I would bounce out and it was very, uh, very frustrating. Uh, so often I felt like it was a beach ball bouncing around at a Jimmy Buffett concert, but, uh, yeah, it, um, it ended up to be, uh, where I got to the point point where i thought this is this is stupid let's just uh make sure i get to the doctor and they can uh, at least tell me what the hell's going on with it but I, I managed to stay out of rhythm long enough to convince them that they should uh take a look at it and do a cardio version the uh cardiologist which is cardio version is where they do the uh do the electrical current that you know clear they zap you uh knocked out of course while that's going on but uh the uh doctor said that there was a uh, atrial flutter is what he called it, what's is going on now, which is not as uh, big a deal, and uh, he felt that everything is is progressing uh, actually uh, pretty well in the way they had hoped to. There still may be some uh, touch up stuff that goes on down the road, but uh, at this point, uh, he was uh, he gave me a very uh, light current when when they did the zapping thing. He said it was uh, uh, they felt like they didn't have to turn the volume up. <laughs> 
<laughs> as it were, and just uh, gave me a little, <clears throat> and then uh, I was still knocked out. But uh, anyway, they woke me up and got me out the door, and it's been beating normally since. So everything there is, uh, knock on wood, everything there is, is good. So. so this week has been maintenance. It's just been taking care of yourself and uh, following up, and then you were in, what, three days, four days? Like just uh, I, in and out? In and out for like, yeah, four days. And it got to the point, finally, the night before I decided I was going to just eat bad food and uh, I drank a couple beers. I just wanted to make sure I was doing unhealthy things so that I got in there. I was, I was in atrial fibrillation. Did you really do that? I did, actually. No, yeah. really? Really, yeah. Like that was the first time you would have more than one, like two beers, right? In a yeah, long time. In a long time, yeah. And so I had a couple beers and uh, I uh, ate a lot of uh, MSG, ate a bunch, a whole bunch of Chinese food, I had a bunch of uh, pot stickers and, uh, and uh, some curry, uh, something, some curry, what was curry shrimp and a bunch of other stuff. I ate way too much, felt like hell after that, and uh, just got in to see the doctor just uh, <laughs> right away. But. Yeah, um, so I'm actually I'm doing good. So, uh, oh, that's great. Now, uh, now, what, what what are the next steps? Well, wait and see more than anything. In about uh, ten days or so, I'm going to see the uh, cardiologist again. They're going to take a look and they're going to tell me whether this uh, mop up procedure thing, which would be another uh, ablation uh, thing, not where they really cut you open to be the going through the leg deal, where they, he goes in and does a little uh, little mop up sort of a thing. But he said it would be uh, quick and wouldn't be as involved as the other times that they've done it. So that would be a piece of cake compared to some of the other crap that I've gone to. Though. So anyway, I'm ready to ready for it to be over, but. Uh, it's a it's a frustrating process you got to go through with this damn uh, damn uh, situation this uh, this prognosis uh, I wouldn't wish it on anybody uh, the uh, AFib that you hear people talking about on uh, the TV commercials is uh, fairly it's uh, it's it's uh, it's fairly common I guess uh, is this something that does it affect certain people more than others a certain no. age range I mean is it uh, you're more prone to it because of X Y Z how they say uh, the you know when they look at the at the various uh, risk factors, there are things that they know if if you're overweight, you have high blood pressure, uh, you know the usual stuff really, and that kind of. But thing. you've never been overweight. Um, no, and you know over fifty is. You don't have high, you didn't have high blood pressure. No, never had high blood pressure. You've so. been over fifty for a couple of years, sure. Yeah, a while, and yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, you know. Uh, no, there's a lot of people. If you look at the forums uh, that are out there that uh, online, you can uh, talk to people that are in their 20s. A lot of times, that uh, that would be super frustrating if you're, you know, like to be on 21 and mm -hmm. going, going through the shit because right. um, the really long-term stuff they don't know about. They've, they've got some new procedures, some stuff that, uh, that that has been done. Some of the stuff that's been done to me that's uh, really uh, kind of uh, cutting-edge type stuff that's going on. Get it? They're cutting you open. But uh, no, um, mm -hmm. the. Uh, the stuff that they're doing now, they, they don't know long-term, you know, is it going to, if they did that to somebody who's 21, uh, you know, when they're 61, are they, are they going to still be cured if they, if they get cured at 21? It's hard. They, they don't know. It's hard to say, right. but, but you got to assume that as quickly as uh, medicine is advancing that, you know, the shit that they're going to have uh, 10 years from now, five years from now is going to be so much more advanced than what we've got happening today that uh, I think the outlook is good for people. It's just uh, uh, frustrating to, to, to go through the stuff, but I, I would, you know, to tell anybody you know stay do with the you know stay fit stay uh you know stay healthy don't don't get fat don't smoke don't don't do those things that uh because uh, unless you really love those things i mean if you're really passionate about getting fat eating smoking poor choices coke cookers look seriously i'm not gonna stop you dude you might die sooner you may get afib but whatever at least you've lived a life yeah, yeah, they're, an they're, empty fucking life. Yeah, you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. from the from the uh, Rat Pack and people like that. They, a lot of those guys died. You know, they did a lot of crazy crap. And they died died in their early sixties, uh, late fifties. But uh, they left a uh, pretty beat up corpse that uh, probably had a lot more fun than some uh, conservative uh, dick that lived to be in their eighties. You know. Yeah, uh, 90s you know if you're not, not if you're sitting around you know not having any fun there, was, there is there's some merit to that for sure. i was just listening to uh i'm sure it was on npr it was a story about a woman who I, whom i believe was 85 she just did the pole vault like she's she's very active this woman and uh she's like running races and and she's like just started a lot of this at the age of 60 she's so happy this lady yeah, yeah. but you know i mean i don't know if she's an anomaly but 
I've, I've encountered a few uh, in, in my running uh, background. I've been around a few people that have started really late. There was a woman that lived uh, in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area that uh, I think she started running uh, around age 50 or in, in mm-hmm. early, early 50s, something like that. And had uh, I think she had like three or four kids and mm-hmm. just got to a point where I think she was probably actually uh, she was probably sick of the kids and her husband and thought, I got to get the fuck out of that. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> she started running and, uh, um, you know, the I think women. Women are, are, are a lot of times tougher runners because they've endured through childbirth. They've you know they've endured a lot of pain and they know what that feels like and they they can uh, they can suck it up uh, a, a lot more than uh, a lot of uh, pussy ass dudes can. And uh, <laughs> so uh, no, she, I watched I watched my my ex wife give birth to to my children. Does that and, count? Then she got out and ran a, ran a marathon afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that's She's right. Like, yeah. Fuck you, John. I'm gonna go run. <laughs> yeah, but but she 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 took it up later in life. Yeah, so she took it up later in life and she did really really well she, she broke uh, course records at uh, everywhere in the midwest for for a while in, in her age group and she was oh, wow. and yeah. she was killing people i mean she was you know she, she, was, she was winning races as a 52 year old woman on, you, on the this was a while ago a while ago, yeah. I, I just Googled her a while back because I got curious. Uh, the, this race that I was race director for for uh, a number of years, she had one of the uh, course records there, and I, I don't believe uh, it's uh, going to be beaten. And most of the course records at that race, we had, um, we uh, for a, a number of years, we paid uh, people to uh, a fairly good amount. You know, the winners got paid a fairly decent amount, uh, you know, a couple grand to win the race, that sort of thing. Uh, so we, uh, we drew a lot of national uh, people and so we we at that race we had uh, some of the uh, age division records are held by uh, Olympians, the former Olympians. Uh, we had uh, two, like on the men's side, two or three of the age uh, group uh, uh, records were held by uh, are, are held by Bill Rogers, who was a guy that won the uh, uh, he won uh, well the New York and Boston marathons. I believe both. I think he won the Boston marathon four or five times. He is uh, Bill Rogers, not a Kenyan, right? You're gonna say not a Bill Rogers, probably not Kenyan. So the Kenyans had not been racing at that point. Uh, they had not entered into everything in the United States at that point. Now and mm-hmm. since then, it's been yeah more of a struggle for the United for sure States. for like no for Americans to win. Yeah, the Kenyans are so uh, so perfectly uh, just perfectly put together. The Kenyans, Ethiopians, uh, uh, just to run. They're 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 a different uh, different build than. than most I people. I was listening. You know, I told you the Nike Nike Run Club app, right? The uh, one where you get a guided coach. Yes, yes. You know, and I've been because I've been running a lot. Now I don't expect to break any records and I think part of that is because I'm not very good and also I think there are more and more people that are running and taking running seriously as they get older. It would seem that way. We seem to be superficially more active than we used to be. Yeah, there, there's also a bubble of runners, of older runners that because there was a running craze, there was a running boom, you know, back in the uh, in the '70s, especially. So there's a, there's a, always a group of older runners, I think, that are um, they're more serious about it, maybe than than the 20 and 30 year olds uh, in a lot of cases. So when you get into the 40, 50 year old age groups, I think that's at least on the men's side, a lot of times where you you, you run into the studs. There's there's right, a bunch right. of people out there that are just like, whoa, these guys are. They're machines. They are like these cyborg, like, and they and they tend to be good-looking dudes, and they're like, well, I can't compete against that. That or their skinny little fucking pigeon-chested, <laughs> never done a push-up. <laughs> yeah, but they can run. There's, but this. So the other day, I did a, uh, I did a long run. I did a sixty-minute run. And this is in Greenwich, Connecticut, when I was staying up there, and uh, the. They had this Kenyan guy who uh, he did. He finished a marathon in just over two hours. Mm-hmm. He almost broke two two hours. Yeah, it was yeah. so close. They're, it was like two hours close. and twenty six minutes. Like it was ridiculous, right? And so, like, we're what are we talking about? Like a four minute mile, like a four something, like for twenty six point two miles. That's yeah, insane. They're, yeah, they're definitely yeah. down. They're like I, I think I'd have to do a one of the run, uh, yeah, the little calculator things that are online. But I believe it uh, run that faster. You're down into the like the four twenty something. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Like something like that. And this, so this guy, so the, so this guy's talking and he's saying some, but he's not doing the whole run with you. His 
his accent is very strong, but it's it's very matter of fact his running, you know, like and how he's just very present in his run, and he's been running since he's a child, and I think he would walk to school like over two and a half miles. It may have been no, it may have been six. It was a ridiculous number of miles that he would have to walk to school in Kenya. Yeah, they have a, and thing. that they found that that basically what they would do is it was more fun to run as a kid, and you got there quicker. They have groups. They have these groups right. of kids that start mm-hmm. like the kid that lives the farthest away from school, which might be like uh, you know fifteen miles from from wherever the school oh is. That, that that kid starts running, and then as he runs by these houses, the, everybody runs out and joins the pack. And uh, a lot of times mm-hmm. these kids mm-hmm. are run, running you know ten, fifteen miles to school and right. back, and they've got these packs that they've got to keep up right. with on the way. Yeah, so basically it's transportation. Yeah, it's like it's it's a running. It's a, it, and and it, as a kid, you make just about everything fun. You know, you just yes, like exactly. it's just where we're at. Whereas we're adults, we try to fucking suck the fucking fun out of almost everything. I mean, forget about it. Once you have kids and you get married, then it's even more. I mean, even our dumb podcast, which should be fun, okay? I get, I, Leonard Kim just wants to have a fucking party with his wife, Angie Ha. I don't know her name, but I just, I don't remember things because I had a stroke. And I just want to shit in his pool. That's a terrible thing. Why do adults suck? I should just be a kid, and I should, you and I, I should start running. You want to get to Iowa, you should join me. We should just get a bunch of people, and then we'll run to L.A., and we'll make it in time for his pool. You'll watch your heart. I'll watch my stroke. We'll be good. So that's all I'm saying is that Kenyans can run. Yes, and Angie Angie Park, by the way, who Park, was, right. she, she offered this week to perhaps, John, do a, do a private mukbang for, for the two of us. <laughs> Wait, why is she making it dirty? I don't like this at all, and I apologize. Is Ha even a Korean last name? Uh, I, I hope know. so. Because if it's not, I hate me even more than they should hate me. Angie Park, uh, she, so you've got a, a pretty attractive Asian woman who's saying, I, I, I could maybe do a, 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 just a little mukbang for the two of you. M-U-K-B-A-N-G, mukbang. Uh, it's making me, it's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm a single guy. Should make Leonard uncomfortable, if anything, is, is what I'm saying. But they, yeah, those two have been listening, and uh. <laughs> just walk right up to my Oh, Leonardo, what's up? Yo, like the mutant ninja turtle? What's up? Oh shit, you like that show? Not gonna, not gonna actually. I bet you. I bet you. One of the uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles is gonna be at this party. Yeah, it could be. That would be nice. That would be fun. I, yeah. yeah. One of, one of those. Um, I hope he was in one of the movies. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, you you were running 60, 60, uh, 60 whole minutes. Wow, that's crazy. You're yeah. Doing... Yesterday I did. Yesterday I did forty minutes. So I mean, I, but I took it slow. It was. Um, um, I've been doing some interval stuff. I've been. Uh, I've just been moving. Um, sometimes I hate it. Um, sometimes my heart rate is way too high. Like it's in like the one eighties. Yeah. That seems high. No? Yeah, that's that's getting up there. There's there's calculators online that'll let you know based on based age on how age and weight and all that. Yeah, all that stuff that'll kind of give mm. you an idea of what you what you should go for. But if you you know you get the watch where you can kind of monitor that and that's good. I think that that Nike Run app is is awesome and I do wish the only deal breaker for me with that has been the fact that it it doesn't uh, doesn't sync uh, with uh, you know with the Strava stuff with Strava and mm-hmm. uh, so I've actually I'm a I'm an idiot. I've got two watches uh, so I've got my uh, I actually use my. I usually leave on the the Apple Watch, but uh, when I do run, I also throw on an extra four hundred and fifty dollar watch because I'm a. What I'm is a, that watch? More, my Garmin. Uh, oh, you have the Garmin. I got it. I've got a Garmin uh, six thirty, which is uh, you know a nice watch, nice just, and it's basically uh, it's set up basically for running only, and it works really well with Strava, and uh, I really like the way mm-hmm. it's, it's nice. set up and all that. And I've got a uh, one of my. I've got a. Uh, I used to call it the toe tag, but uh, I've got on that my little uh, name tag thing is on there that in case I, I were to uh, fall over dead or get struck by a car or something my uh, my name tag is on actually adhered to my watch on the band so that somebody can uh, identify my body I used to have one of those for um, for it was on my shoe and then um, I was uh, told by somebody that uh, if somebody is normally struck by a vehicle you're usually blown out of your shoes 
shoes and the uh, EMT people don't look at those tags that are on shoes. Ooh, right, right. So, That's why tattoos, a tattoo could be a good idea. Yeah, a tattoo could be a good idea to let uh, people know as long as you don't ever change your address or your phone number, <laughs> you'll live where you're at for the rest of your life. Well, well, maybe not the address. I'm trying to think of a way around that. There's got to be a way around that. I don't like know what it is. Medical request or something. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I did, speaking of running, and I, this is something that I, I'd, uh, I'd probably ignored it. This looks like it's four weeks old, and I apologize. It was when we were talking about running shoes. I, I got a, I just noticed this this morning uh, as I was looking at my phone. I'm really bad. I, I don't I don't ever set up on any app. I always shut off notifications. I, I don't want mm-hmm. my, phone, my phone fucking beeping at me. The only thing that uh, beeps is, uh, is text messages. Uh, or if somebody were to strangely call me, that would be a different thing. And then I would mm-hmm. text them back and say, why are you calling me? What the fuck's going on? Uh, but anyway, um, so uh, uh, on uh, on the uh, the the, the uh, Instagoose here, I was looking and I got a message on Instagoose. And the reason I, I noticed this was because today, by the way, is uh, uh, Derek Markham's fiftieth birthday, I believe. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, Happy yeah, birthday yeah. to him. Yeah, so he's uh, we've referenced Derek Markham as a, a guy that lives in New Mexico, uh, who is the the real life. Uh, what was that movie? I don't I can't even remember the movie where you and I always thought that the main character uh, uh, reminded us of uh, when that came out. The guy that was driving around with his kids in the bus. Uh, the the uh, oh, kind of yeah, yeah. That was you, uh, Captain Underpants, Captain Captain Fantastic, Cap- Captain Fantastic. Is that the name of the movie? Yes, I, I think that okay. is it. Yeah, yeah. With what's his name? With Vigo Mortensen. V- Vigo really, Mortensen. but yeah, I like that film a lot. Yeah. So anyway, D- Derek Markham, uh, happy fiftieth birthday to you. Should you listen? Which uh, who knows? But anyway, uh, as I'm looking at this message request. Uh, I find this, and it's from somebody, M-S-C-I-N-D-C, M-S-C-I-N-D-C, which... Matthew. This is Matthew Cunningham that you've That's correct, yes. So he had asked, uh, I need a uh, a pair of uh, new running shoes. He wants to spend around $100. I would guess that he's probably done this already, and he's looking to replace, uh, looking at the picture, he's got a pair of of, uh, Asics gel shoes Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. uh, he wants to spend about $100. You know, I would say if those worked for you well, and those the shoes that he's showing here, uh, there's a lot of support going on with those. I can tell by the Mm -hmm. uh, midsole composition that those are made from a... uh, EVA midsole that is uh, fairly dense and uh, provides a lot of support and usually that's for somebody that that needs it because they uh, either pronate which is uh, where your shoe out on one side or the other side over pronate pronate over pronate uh, and uh, what I would say is if these shoes were working for you and were comfortable with them I would stay with something fairly similar um, is always good news if you didn't really like those those look like they might be a little bit on the heavy side and you're headed into spring uh, I would uh, maybe pick something uh, on the, uh, the from the same company, perhaps if that uh, f- shoe felt good, the last the, the the shape of the shoe felt good to you, I would stay with that shoe and uh, something similar, quite similar to it in the same uh, price range, and just uh, try to hit it there. But maybe, uh, the, like I said, those are showing a lot of support, and they're probably got uh, extra weight based on that, which I'm not too nuts about. That's also uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not too nuts about the extra weight. Yeah, the gel, gel that, venture, gel venture two is what looks like what he's wearing, which are. You know. right. I mean, that's why I ended up getting uh, the Nike that I got, and and I went to the Nike outlet store, which is a and, good idea. And I didn't. And if you're not a serious runner, or you're just getting into running, or you decide you're going to go more, I think you're almost better off. You don't need this year's shoes, no, you know. And if you're going to start running a lot, you're going to start wearing them out anyway. And then yeah, you'll find your, your shoes. Yeah, this year's shoes are always, uh, for the most part, a fashion contest. Uh, unless, uh, yeah, there, there are some technologies. Nike, uh, I'm not sure if they were the first, but there is a new, uh, t- uh, there's a new midsole technology. There's a new, uh, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I'm not on the up and up, and, but they have a, sh- or a shoe range down the running shoes that's about 250 bucks. I can't remember what it's called. And uh, it's supposed to make you run faster, uh, which... <laughs> Sounds uh, like a, a bold claim, but uh, these, uh, I can't remember what the hell they're called, but these these actually do, uh, from what I've read, I, I heard, uh, um, we're talking about American runners, that um, there's a guy named Ryan Hall, which he was considered the best, he's been the best American marathoner that's been, that uh, we've had in, in quite a while. Anyway, Ryan Hall, I heard him on a uh, interview and he was talking about those shoes, that those are better, uh, better stuff. Now, Ryan Hall, after he quit running, he's an interesting character. If you really want to um, 
look into I think uh, health and fitness and and uh, look at somebody that's done things differently. So he was this uh, this runner that uh, you know cream of the crop American uh, American marathoner. I think he's run like two or four, maybe better than that uh, at marathon distance. Uh, and when he got done running, he decided that was going to beat up his body way too much, and uh, he he wanted to just become a real casual runner when he did running when he was doing cardio. He was going to try to get himself away from that. Now he's gone on this powerlifting thing, and uh, he's really built himself up. He completely changed his body structure, and he he looks like he looks a lot healthier than most of the guys you can see that are ex runners. Now he actually has you know, he's got physique now, and he's uh, he's doing a lot of weight training. He he still does some cardio and does some running, but um, when he's asked to occasionally show up at a at a charity event, and he's in in a race, you know, for the fun of it, you know, just kind of running. He's he's a mid pack guy. He's not giving it any sort of uh, additional ex- you know effort or anything like that but uh, changed his stuff around so, but I heard him talking about those shoes and he said that they actually do work uh, at the elite level anyway so and the discussion that he's having I believe that discussion that he had was with uh, uh, I believe it was with Lance Armstrong on Lance Armstrong's uh, podcast which is called The Forward and it's kind of irregular now he, he had it and was doing it regularly and then uh, dropped it for a while but uh, I know a lot of people don't like Lance Armstrong because of the infamy and uh, they don't want to get over the butt hurt with uh, with his thing, but I think it's time where Lance Armstrong is concerned to just get the fuck over it for a lot of people. Uh, he, he does a pretty good podcast, but uh, anyway, there are some really fancy, expensive shoes you can get. I don't think that uh, Matthew Cunningham needs those fancy, expensive shoes, but 100 bucks is a good price range, I think. Like you said, when, you, when you're buying last year's especially, a lot of times you can find stuff, 75 even, that are really, really nice. Yeah, he he's um he's he's a generous fella. Uh, he seems to do okay professionally and seems to earn an okay living. But I think he's also somewhat frugal, particularly when it comes to himself. But I could be completely mistaken about him. He doesn't. He really. He's very veiled in his uh, sharing of of himself. And um, I'm sure in the gay community, he loves to share himself. Uh, I'm just. I'm just saying, just based on some of the things that he's shared with me in terms of these gay cruises. I mean, like I think I've talked about this before. Um, you know, just just like watching ten like like 10 snapchat videos on a gay cruise you'd be like whoa wait a second if you were dealing with the conservative like right wing like people that really hate the gays like the christian conservatives like this is not helping right like you can't this is not except for those conservative christians who are really gay and in the closet and then it's like they're torn you know um but yeah, he he likes to spend money on on cruises and uh, young boys. <laughs> I'm just kidding, so not he, young boys. Young boys of age. That's not true. But not on himself. So he'll probably go for the hun- no more than a hundred dollars, probably seventy five dollars sneakers, and then he'll and then he'll complain to me and never talk to you again on any social media until he has to because I've ignored him. Too much. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Anyway, I wonder if Mike Pence was on the cruise. He's <laughs> he's not he's not a fan of the case. Uh, Mike Pence has been getting into it with this uh, guy that's going to run for president, this mayor from South Bend, I believe, Indiana. Pete. What's he getting into it? What's this issue? Um, well, this guy, the, the guy, uh, this, and I can't ever pronounce his his name. It's uh, it's like uh, it starts with a B, and there's uh, two syllables at the end that I think are gig gig or something like that. But gig gig or b- b- I don't know what is boot gig gig or some shit like that. I don't know, but I've heard I heard an interview with the guy. He he seemed very uh, reasonable and rational. And, yeah, you know, I was like, yeah, the guy seems all right. They're they're calling him Mayor Pete because I think a lot of people struggle with the last name like like I like I've been. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. makes no sense when you look at it, and, and I think it's one of those ones that I just got to hear it enough to, to be able to pronounce it. But uh, the, he uh, called Pence out on. Uh, his Christianity basically said that if if you follow Jesus and you know you adhere to the rules of Christianity, you can't then, in good faith or good conscience, follow Trump and believe in quote Trump because the two are incongruent with each other. Those two thoughts are incongruent with each other, mm-hmm. and uh, right. he called out Christians and Mike Pence in particular over the whole thing. Uh, and uh, basically, you know, they had a little back and forth that went on over that uh, that idea, that concept. Uh, 
with and uh, you know, it's, there's no winners in these these arguments when people go back and forth and they start uh, you know getting on Twitter and you know, throwing out barbs back and forth to each other. You know, when you see these articles where somebody says so and so slammed somebody or so and so eviscerated, killed. No, they just they they you know they 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 made snarky remarks back and forth and whichever side you think is the right side probably won <laughs> because that's the way people's minds work but uh he you know he, he he got a lot of people thinking i think a little bit differently about uh, about the idea that uh, can you you know can you go to church on sunday and uh and uh you know listen to all that and nod your head yes and uh, then still um do do some of the things that uh, politics politicians want you to do or, or believe things that politicians want you to believe and uh you know take it or leave it it's it's you know it's it's a, your interpretation i guess is, is the way it goes but uh anyway that's that was a uh, part part of the news cycle i guess this week with a, a lot of the political crap that was going on and this mayor 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 pete guy he hasn't even actually thrown his name in the hat yet but it sounds like this week he's going to so uh he's being all coy that's what they do yeah, yeah but it sounds like and now i'm gonna want mayor pete you know i know how it works and get pete on that cruise i have no idea what uh mayor pete even looks like i don't know i think he's relatively young right i think he's uh under 50 isn't he uh, yeah, I think Biden has kissed him. Pretty sure <laughs> <laughs> Biden has. He does. He's made out with. He's, mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and the I, uh, immigration thing has uh, turned into a complete uh, crazy. Uh, gotten even crazier this week with uh, the back who's and the, forth. Around. Who's the new guy? Who's the young new guy? The guy that looks like Paulie Shore. Is that the guy? Uh, on immigration, is he? Yeah, there's an immigration guy. There's a there's an aide for uh, Trump. It isn't it isn't he uh, stepping up with? Uh, What's the what's the other one's name? I'm I'm gonna f mess up all the names. I want to say <sighs> Kristen Nielsen. I don't remember. I'm not uh, yeah. good with the names and the remembering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just I, in anything, I know very little. Well, if it's on the Trump side of things, you probably don't want to get too invested in in remembering the name because because they're, it's a revolving door. Yeah, they're gonna get fired. They're gonna be gone in in uh, a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, I don't follow the logic lately of, of the. <laughs> you really committed to that uh, that 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 show that he does, the uh, The Apprentice. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. really loves that. I mean, that's just a, this is who I am. It's my brand. Wasn't wasn't yeah. a stretch. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a stretch yeah. at all. But yeah, I'm trying to follow his, lo his logic. This week, the president seems to be uh, for for me. It's 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 ringing like uh, something a very familiar bell. And what I'm talking about is um, the logic seems to follow that of my of my 16 uh, year old, in that it's not very well uh, thought out as far as uh, if this happens, then what happens after that, and then what happens after that. If you could even go a step mm -hmm. or two past that, like, and I, the reason I say that is the uh, the idea that okay, if he's he's been saying if the sanctuary cities, if New York, Los Angeles, et cetera, et cetera, are in favor of these. Uh, aliens, these illegal, uh, these illegal, undocumented citizens coming in. Let's just—you can have them. We'll, we'll just—we'll bring them in, and, and you guys can have them. And I'm like, okay, I understand what you're saying. You're, you're saying uh, this is going to be an expense potentially, and it's going to be a pain in the ass. He thinks for these people to to come that way, and so um, we're going to take the the problem, and we're going to give you what we see as the problem, and you can have it. Is what the president's uh, thinking is. Uh, you know, haha, I gotcha. But I guess what I don't, what doesn't follow for me after that is okay. So then they're in the United States. You've just sent, uh, you know, a, a billion of them to Chicago. They're in the United States after that. You realize that they're they're there then. And then what, are we going to start putting walls around those cities, or how's how's the wall thing going to work then? <laughs> and how are you ever going to round them back up if that's your your, well, your intent? Um, it's it just doesn't. The train just came. I just heard yeah, the train. Yeah, they're yeah. actually rounding up people right now, and they're, they're going to they're rounding up some uh, Mexicans and South Americans, and they're going to put them on a train. And well, they're going to send them out to the. They're going to bring them over to New York and or San Francisco. They're going to say, San Francisco. Uh, yeah, they're they're shipping New Yorkers out, and then they're moving in in the Latinos there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which yeah i don't know it does it just doesn't make any sense so uh and uh, you know if if people think and this is what occurred to me last night was as i was thinking about this um you know there's some people think 30 million latinos uh, undocumented uh, uh, that are here right now and we've got this mass that's coming into the border that they they're scratching their heads trying to figure out what the fuck to do with uh with that situation and uh, so we've got this all these people does anybody really seriously think we're going to round up uh, that many people and and ship them back it, it, so if 
if logically you 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 you, you look in the mirror at some point and you realize, oh, Jesus Christ, we can't do that. That's a fucking ton of we can. We're never going to be able to do that. So then, what's the argument after that? Then it's just this some fucking douchey, like uh, idiotic, moronic, you know, uh, you know ship them back no you're not shipping them back we're, we're all the guns that are out there we're not rounding those up i wish we you know somehow we would have had less guns but they're there deal with it the, the latinos are here you're gonna have to deal with it and <sighs> i think we need more illegal immigrants i think we need more guns i think we need less babies uh so wait i'm i'm pro-abortion hold on let's kill babies we won't use the guns to kill the babies we'll do that in the traditional way in the way right so um yeah i i want what else yeah i'm trying to think of other things that we should have uh more of you're saying wait till the babies are born and then just kill the homely babies or no 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 i'm, I'm saying abort the babies abort as many babies as possible i mean like a happily married family you know with a great income just for every randomly just every like second third pregnancy just abort the baby that's a good idea let me think more guns um, as many guns as possible i think we need to get the guns in the hands of illegals um <laughs> and but socially we need more gays we need more um, transgender. We need y'all. We need they. We need us. We need everything. I mean, it, it's. I think we. I think the world needs to end, and we got to just start it over again. Basically, is what I'm trying to get at. I, I think we need a reset button. I don't know, like even with technology, as much as I love it, we wouldn't be doing this without it. We wouldn't have be able to because we've never laid eyes on one another. We've never seen each other in real life, and how yes. would that work? It'd be like let's do a radio show. How were we even talking? Like a wrong number? I mean, well, like, hey, may I speak to Jimmy? No, this is not Jimmy. Who is this? Colin. You want to do a radio show? You 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 bring up a good point, and I and and you know when the shit hits the fan, uh, you know at some point, and the, this this the thinly veiled society that we live in collapses, and and uh, everybody starts to to panic and run in different directions. Uh, I'm headed for the for the planet Texas, and uh, country Texas, the nation of Texas, the planet of Texas. I think is going to be the your safe bet. So if uh, if we can get there, uh, I think that's probably a, a good rallying point because uh, you know from there that if I don't know. They've they've managed to to, to hang on to a, a sense of uh, of togetherness. If if you're a Texan, those people are you know Texas first, and uh, I, th I think that's where where it makes most sense to go to. I don't think any other state, any other area is going to be able to like Iowa, where I'm at now. Or could we ever get our shit together to the point where everybody's going to go, yeah, let's let's rally, let's let's uh, let's fight off Missouri? We know, no, it's just no, we can't. You got to find some tougher people. You got to find some some people with more skin in the game. I've been watching this. Uh, I've been watching this uh, TV show uh, with uh, Pierce Brosnan, uh, and uh, he plays this uh, graveled uh, cowboy character that uh, it's called the Sun. It was on is it an, is he playing an an American guy? Yes, he plays a, really. Uh, yeah, he plays huh. a guy from. Uh, it's called The Sun, S O N, and it's got season two starts, I believe, in a couple weeks. Just got through with season one actually last night, and uh, it's quite good. He plays this uh, old, uh, old. Uh, it's like an old Texas family. It's a turn of the century sort of. I think uh, uh, the '30s is when it's set in, but uh, they they do a lot of of. Uh, there's a backstory that uh, takes place when he's a child. So there's this backstory. That they that they build uh, from him back in the 1800s, uh, and uh, that is a, a, a really compelling part of it in a, in and of its own. And then uh, there's the what's going on now in the thing, and it's got Pierce Brosnan, and uh, it's it's quite good. And I'm I'm loving the content. There's just a shit ton of content. Where, where does one find this on uh, AMC? AMC and I we were, really how would I even I mean just threw it out there. It just seemed like it would be okay. Well, we streamed it on Hulu. So if you're on okay. Okay. If you have uh, access to Hulu, there's there's that whole thing. So mm -hmm. I saw Disney. Fuck you, Disney. I you know how, how I love Disney. Matt, you you know what? Uh, fuck Disney. Fuck CBS. Fuck all of them. I'm really not happy about it because so, Disney has some stuff that I want to watch. They're gonna have The Simpsons, but I haven't watched The Simpsons in like a lifetime. 
you got their own own network now they're launching um they Fo- really- um disney does yes disney with does. the marvel content with the, they're going to create new stuff for it they're going to do fine yeah they're going to they're going to kill it i'm sure i mean it, had they done it earlier with just the disney titles and the pixar movies alone they would have killed it oh yeah, yeah 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 because the way they used to release home videos exclusive releases they were behind the curve on this and it, you know what i i truly believe that netflix is to thank for all of this in the sense that it was proof of concept the fact that they just you know destroyed blockbuster and they were and they were just smart because when netflix first started it was that dvd by mail and even their commercials you know they they had no rights to use any of the real movies it's a whole different thing now i mean they're a big production content studio you know so this disney thing but cbs has it as well cbs all access i really want to watch the twilight zone yeah. I don't know how to do it, and I'm not paying for it. It's cheap. It's only like 5 bucks a month or something. Don't, I, I have way too many $5 a month things. I know. That's just that's well, Actually, just I don't thing. pay for any of it. I use someone else's login. Yeah, yeah. But not to, not to the point. I just really like Jordan Peele, and I and I liked always liked The Twilight Zone. You, you have Matthew Cunningham's logins for all these things. That's right. Shows. Actually, he, would, he, he might. I might get a text right now. Somehow, he's able to eavesdrop on this. He's a weird stalker, and uh, even though we're not streaming it. And... Uh, He'll, he'll offer he'll offer like a streaming login for me or he'll just gift me he won't buy himself sneakers running shoes that are more than 100 bucks but he'll gift me the cbs all access thank you matthew Gunnigan, so, but I'm, I'm not going on a cruise with you so Sorry. matthew if you have the uh don't don't buy it now for me or, or for john even for that matter but if you but if you already have access to the espn plus uh thing with the with the fights tonight with the all the uh, ufc stuff that's going on tonight um get, get oh they did a deal with the espn i can't keep up yeah espn has has a yeah they did and it's pretty attractive it's uh it's fifty dollars a year and then they pay a, you got to pay a little bit more for the live stream on the on the uh, big huge the, the big big events but um like tonight you can pay 79.95 for um for what's going on tonight but then it gives you one year access to the saturday night stuff that they have every saturday night which is um used to be um hmm. used to be on fox and it used to be some of it was was pay-per-view but some of that stuff is now not pay-per-view so they've kind of taken a pretty high level of of what the ufc is doing and, and they're offering it on this annual 50 dollar. i guess is what i uh, what i'm seeing is the annual subscription for that which is pretty i mean compared to you know 50 bucks a fight for a lot of those ones it's a pretty good deal but for like the thing tonight you're uh, 80 bucks 79.95 you're in for the event tonight and the whole year's worth of worth of uh, smashing people's faces so well, it's what's going to draw. That makes sense to me because if you are a uh, mixed martial arts fight fan, then you're in, you know, or you're going to have a group of people that are in, right? And be like, oh, I'm the guy that has it. But then the the guy or the woman that has it that always loves to watch it, you're not always going to be able to get over to their place or log in. However, they're going to protect the thing, you know. But but like for years, for it was HBO was able to have shows that people wanted to watch. Right, right, and and uh, not in, in, I'm trying to think of the Sopranos, but I mean, since then, I mean, Game of Thrones, obviously, you're gonna have a spike. AMC had it with Walking Dead for a while, you know, where you, there's value in that content, you know. But I don't think that CBS All Access has really had it. Like, there's that show, The Good Wife, and then there was something called The Good Fight. Which is a spinoff. I pass their studios every day, like when I'm working in Brooklyn. And I'm like, so wait a second. People my parents' age who watch regular TV, they like Christine Baranski because she's their age and she's been on shows that they've watched, Murphy Brown or whatever she's been on. And they're like, I want to watch that. I want that show. We love that show. But now they've got to figure out how to sign in and create an account, remember their password or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, who who's watching that? And is that brand, like, enough? And I think for for CBS, the answer is yes, in that they, they know what their projections and their numbers are. And they're looking at the other streaming services, particularly Netflix, where they were, and they're beyond those. So they have very low expectations. 
But then what's the thing that's going to get people to be like, I need that. Now, I there's no question that Disney's got it because they have the Marvel stuff. Why yes. do you think they took yeah. away those Marvel shows from Netflix? You know what I mean? Like, even if there was still an audience for that and money was still made, whatever the contract was, we're like, no, no, no let's shut that down. If we reboot them, we're going to reboot them, but we're going to figure out what our brand is and do it in a different way because it's been proven that in those comic book universes, you can reboot the thing three, four, five times. You know, I mean, I just, I wanted to see what was in the movie theaters and I saw that and I really want to see Shazam mainly because when I was a kid, I used to watch that TV show. I couldn't tell you if it's Marvel or DC. I have, I don't have no idea. I think it's Marvel, but I'm not sure, but I want mm -hmm. to see it. Right. I looked up and when I went to Fandango, I saw that there was an Avengers movie that's coming out, another Avengers movie. And it's like three hours long. Really? Like, what? I don't know what it is. It's, I'm like, are you, how does anyone keep up? But they're going to kill it. I mean, you've got your Simpsons people, you've got, you know, I don't know. Yeah, they've got, they've got a lot so, of content. Too. And then sports, like, I think that, I think that even Fox is moving in a direction where they're going to go into a sports space. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then this uh, technology I was talking about with, uh, you know, the, the TV industry with, the, well, there's two things the, the, uh, on the cellular side, the 5G uh, uh, technology and then the uh, ATSC 3.0 technology, these new t tuners that are coming to televisions. And uh, at the NAB show that I missed, <clears throat> they just announced last week that they're rolling out uh, another 30 markets uh, are going to be set up for test markets for this ATSC uh, 3.0 stuff is going on. And um, the, uh, so the, uh, sorry. Uh, was that you or me? No, that was me. That was on my end. Okay. Whew, I thought someone was walking in here. And uh, so uh, that's going to also change things around as to uh, like Sinclair Broadcasting is uh, is all over this stuff. They're they're trying to kind of set up their own networks and their own deals and their own stuff um, based on um, on uh, what that what that technology is going to bring as far as uh, how they're going to be able to create new networks is what I'm saying because the, the whole lay of the land is going to be different. It's going to be it's going to be uh, as far as sports and a lot of other things. There's going to be a lot more possibilities. They have to create content, though. You know what I'm saying? You just you can't just be the pipeline, right? Being the pipeline, I don't think is enough right now. No, it's not. You yeah. can, and you can't rest on your laurels of what you were. Like not even Netflix can do that. They're starting yeah. to make a lot of crap. You know, you've got to figure out and manage the thing. There's this movie that's out. It's based on a book. It's called Unplanned, and it's about this woman that worked at a um, a what do you call that? The uh, Planned Parenthood. Right. Right. And it gets really low ratings, but it's um. I even was looking through audiobooks, and her book was like top fifty in uh, this this audiobook thing that I've been using. I'll talk about it in a little bit, but but and you're like, there's an audience for that, like in Sinclair Broadcasting, which I believe is aren't they pretty conservative? Yes, they. There's got to be a whole market there. Oh yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, for that, just look at the country. Like maybe you'll never watch it. Maybe I'll never watch it. Maybe they're not going to get like, you know, mainstream actors talent but it's people need to work people need to pay their mortgage need to pay their bills etc cetera, etc cetera. you know i mean it puts anyone that works in the industry in a good space especially if you're like you're kind of agnostic about your i just need to work i don't care what that is yeah yeah there's gonna be all kinds of content sources i noticed that uh with uh, on the tv side that uh, the uh, roku uh, as an example they just uh, redid their uh their stuff their their interface they had a new version that came out and roku now is starting to develop their own content and push their own content so which makes sense because they've got all these devices why, why would you not uh right not capitalize on that and so it, it for like yeah they the the actors the the people you know people like you uh, you know it's like the, you're gonna have some oh, um, are you kidding me I, I I'm working again you know like it's like the, I had three days off and I probably would have worked sooner had I sent a text into the union on Wednesday when I got cut but I had way too much like my clothing was in Connecticut I had to take college train you know but it's it's nonstop right now mm-hmm you know, yeah, I mean, with, with all these 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 places doing stuff, I, I was just looking. We were talking about CBS. I was like, "What is on CBS?" And I realized, uh, you know, you talk about actors that. Uh, 
people get you know they get used to and they've seen them on a lot of stuff and they feel like they like they know them uh and it occurred to me that um ll cool j has been on this ncis show for like ever uh and Mm -hmm. there's a group of older americans that probably like (laughs) they know more about ll cool j now than i do it's because i haven't thought about the guy in in ages but uh, right yeah, and the back, the back content CBS has got is amazing. They've got if you go to that app, they've got all this old school, you know, all their old like I love Lucy. But I, I can watch Mash. Yeah, all that stuff is there, and uh, yeah, you can watch it. You know, there's content up the wazoo. So yeah, I I don't want to watch All in the Family or Mash anymore. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So as we, I don't know. I think for uh, it's there's there's the idea that we are going to be we're going to have access to all of that information. It's going to be all these new all this new content, all these new programs and and whatever documentaries, whatever that uh, come along the down the pipeline. Uh, they're going to be available, but also they're competing against each other. And how do they? That's what that's what has me kind of I guess confused a little bit is how are they going to get enough eyeballs on these things to make it work. Well, I think I think it's it's what like CBS is doing is like they know what their numbers need to be, and as long as you exceed those numbers, then you're in good shape for the most part. Like I, w- I think I was telling you when I worked on Jack Ryan, so it's Jack Ryan season two, the Tom Clancy novels that I believe didn't um, Tom Cruise play Jack Ryan in a movie? Uh, Tom Maybe? Cruise played Jack Reacher. Um, oh, he was Jack Reacher. Yeah. Was there a Jack Ryan movie? Yeah, and there's been various people that have played Jack okay. Ryan. Go well, on. right. So this is John Krasinski, right? Yeah, plays Jack Ryan, and it's season two. Amazon just wrapped, and then I believe season three may be shooting entirely in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they'll probably go to other cities because of the nature of the character um, being in the CIA, being in—I don't know—he's he's in something intelligence. So, uh, and and when I was working on it, like literally four days of shooting. Two on location, two inside a stage, at a stage in Brooklyn. And the amount of people that were working on it, the amount of things that were being purchased just for like the set dressing, because that's what I was doing. I was driving the set dressing, uh, the, the, the set decorator, and then picking up stuff every now and again, stuff that was like small enough to fit in the van. And then there was a truck that would pick up like the couch and the file cabinet and like the bigger stuff. You know, and then um, let's say it's an MRI machine. They might pick that up, you know. And so I'm I'm like, I'm going to try to get my head around it. Like, I know what I get paid. Like, I mean, I work 90 and a half hours one week, okay. My 20 and 60, you know, 50 hours of that is, is overtime. You know, time and a half, two times, and then two and a half time, right? And it's like, are you, like... I'm trying to think of like Amazon, what are the numbers? What are the metrics? How does this work? Where do they make their money? What is this about? And it's like, it just seems like it's this race to have the content that the most people watch and like whether you're making direct money or not, but I don't know how you figure that out. I mean, at least because with, with Prime Video, you you're, people aren't just getting Prime for the video. They're getting Prime for the packages and the delivery. And how do you figure out, you know, I guess you can see how many people are actually watching, right? exclusive content yeah i mean exclusive login to who's that but they they don't release those numbers but i was just trying to do math on it like what does this cost for four days of reshoots yeah they spend where's the return you know which is crazy the money that's spent it's uh it's mind-boggling that uh the the budgets And I would look at it and go like, well, well, do we really need to do that? Like, what difference is that going to make? Like, and then I guess it's a good thing that you have an Amazon or a, a Netflix that aren't having money finance people that are stopping the creative process from happening, right? Or they've worked in the industry and they understand it and go like, this is the nature of the thing. But they're still spending like what seems to be top dollar. You know, I'm, I'm not saying there's not someone there that's cutting things, you know, but we're not, you know, we're talking about smaller things. I mean, just all, the whole endeavor is so expensive. But again, I benefit from it. And it's one of the reasons that I've been consistently working since October. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. I was just looking at the, uh, I was trying to figure out who, who the Jack Ryans were. And uh, I know that uh, Harrison Ford was one. And uh, Really? So, yeah. Yeah. That must have been a while ago, right? In like the 90s? 
Yeah, and then uh, the, the Hunt for Red October, it was... Oh, right. Uh, yeah, that's Tom Clancy as well. Yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, what's his name? The guy that plays Trump, uh, you know, uh, on uh, Saturday Night Live. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, right, yeah. right, right. And and and, and, and uh, the guy who played 007, not Pierce Brosnan, not Roger Moore, but... Uh, wasn't he in Hunt for Red October? The uh, <laughs> like Sean Connery. Sean Connery was in Hunt for Red October, but he was not a Russian. Jack Ryan. He was a Russian. He was like yeah, the, right, right. The bad guy, good guy, good guy, bad guy. The guy that you couldn't quite uh, make up your mind about. So, mm-hmm. and uh, Ben Affleck uh, was also uh, in the uh, Sum of All Fears. I believe was. Uh, oh, okay. That yeah. was maybe that was it. Yeah. yeah, I never saw that. Yeah, I'm not a big. I did like him in that. What was that David Fincher movie? The, the one <sighs> Gone Girl. Uh, did you like uh, that? I yeah. did like it at first. So I, I didn't know. I didn't know much about it. Yeah. I started to watch, and I was like, I started to hate it. I started to hate Ben Affleck, and then I kept watching. I was like, No, I love this. No, I, I David Fincher directed that, right? You don't know. You're not. You don't remember directors all the, the time. Directors, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I I'm pretty sure he did, but I, I ended up coming around. I don't know if I watched it again if I would like it, but uh, I ended up liking it quite a bit. Yeah, I, I wanted to like it, and uh, I don't know. I just thought it, it drove me crazy. I, I wasn't. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I finished watching it. I think I I tapped out. But uh, uh, and it was. I don't. A lot of times he bothers me, and and I'm not a, a huge fan of his either. But I think it was the whatever whoever played the female role role in that. I was like. Was I don't like, remember following it. wasn't digging it. wasn't uh, yeah. wasn't my fave. But you know, to each his own. That's that's the, yeah. That's the beauty of all that. And uh, beauty of having so much content now is that if uh, it's like uh, podcasts, if you don't like it, just shut that shit off and go to another one. Did I talk about two dope tw- dope queens? You did not. And a week, a lot of times uh, on these uh, these little podcast players would do whichever uh, flavor you, know, you happen to be listening to or you're a favorite of. You know, they give you recommendations as to other stuff, and uh, they mm. come they come up a lot as a recommendation with us. I've noticed. No way. Yes. Yeah. It just <laughs> seems like this. <laughs> that thing. is ridiculous. I know. So, th- th- I think I may have told you. Well, or, or maybe you know that uh, of maybe five or six episodes ago, one of the dope queens was on Mark Maron's podcast, WTF. And I listened to it, and I was like, okay, I didn't know anything about these women. Right? I mean, and she was talking about her comedy career and what she had done and blah, blah, blah. And then there's the other one. And I, I one random weekend that I was home, I put on uh, the, the HBO series, Two Dope Queens. And uh, they both come out, and it's like a packed house, and it's a live show, and they've got guests, other comedians. I think John Stewart, one of them may have been a, one of them was a correspondent on The Daily Show, and so I guess she definitely has a connection to John Stewart. And they are really smart, very funny, very likable, and I and, and it was like I didn't, I had no problem with the name of the show, but I was like pretty fucking good. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's why they got the huge, huge listenership. I think they, they do real well. So and I haven't checked out their podcast, but I'm like, fuck, I should try listening. To, I, I should try listening to things that I wouldn't normally listen to. Yeah, I do a bit of that. And then uh, sometimes and then you usually walk usually, away. Yeah, usually it doesn't work. But uh, I think I have tried to listen to them a little bit. I, I'm not 100% sure. But uh, I, I, as far as you know, what it's about or how the characters or or, or what's going on there, I don't uh, doesn't uh, I couldn't tell you exactly. Two black chicks is that what the deal is? That's true. Yes, two yeah. black women. So um, is that, and what's the angle? What, what are they talking about? Um, they are just they are just themselves. Um, they seem to really like unlike you and I. They seem to really like one another. You can feel it. And uh, that's not true. We haven't really seen each other in real life. That's our joke, though. That when we meet in real life, we're gonna be like this. Fucking, Actually, oh, we mess. we both yeah. like Matthew Cunningham. That's <laughs> right. He's the glue that holds this together because I know he's one of the very few that has listened to every episode. I think I told you when I when I got in trouble with my ex wife for she thought that I said something on this on this podcast about our son and his girlfriend. I did not. Um, and anyway. 
I was like having like a text argument with my ex-wife and I'm like, and I, my, I'm like, I don't know what to do. How the hell am I going to even find that? Like, I've never listened to this show. And I text, I sent a text to Matthew Cunningham and he sent me like these like three texts with like the history of me talking about my children and their significant others. And I was like, thank you so much for that. I feel pretty confident that I did not say the thing that she thinks I may have said on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, he's the glue that keeps it together. But, uh, I, um, yeah, I, 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 uh, they, they seem to be very, very likable, very funny. Um, you know, they kind of, they play off of one another very well. They, they have like a nice rapport. Like it was hard to even tell how much of their intro to their live HBO show, like on a stage with a large audience, was outlined, scripted and or improv it may have all been very scripted and very rehearsed but it didn't didn't feel that way none of it felt forced you know it felt very natural you know that's not to say that yeah, so i like that i don't know i don't know if i would watch it regularly there's plenty that i don't watch regularly yeah know? yeah there there's uh, it's hard to keep up it's just like with like with tv podcasts are are, uh, are difficult I, I this week i tried to listen to some new stuff and uh i had a, a little back and forth on twitter with uh, i was just looking now as we were speaking trying to figure out uh what uh, her name was but uh, i'm not finding it but anyway uh she, i was uh she said something about she she sent a, a nice text message uh, talking about the 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 show and she was uh, she was complimentary uh, and this uh, is a, someone on Twitter direct message direct message on Twitter and uh, I said uh, something to the effect of well hey thank you and I could see that uh, she had a, a podcast and it was a podcast that was uh, hosted on the Anchor app which uh, okay we are both familiar with I guess where we uh, right. do some, we know this person have we interacted with them. Uh, no, we we do we had not interacted with her, and uh, so <laughs> I I had thought I'll, I will go listen to her podcast, which I I haven't yet because uh, she uh, after we exchanged a couple messages uh, told me that uh, I'm not in the demo and that uh, probably going to dig it, and I was like, well, what does that mean? You know, it's like, but then I realized that uh, her um, I discovered two new terms. Uh, one is uh, K-pop, which is um, uh, yeah, a I know K-pop as Korean pop music. Yes, uh, and and her, that's a culture too. I think. Yeah, it's a culture, and her podcast is is uh, uh, K-pop related, and she is uh, uh-huh. she, she is she talks exclusively about the uh, boy band BTS, and uh, I was, I've heard of them. Uh, I had you because I I was like I, mm-hmm. I've heard of them because uh, there was probably I it, it was probably an NPR story or something or another podcast that talked about it when she said you're probably not into bts i thought okay is this that killer down in uh, wherever that was uh, <laughs> right the, the btk yeah i know oh, who yeah, you're talking B- about yeah. uh, or bts behind the scenes but it's not behind the scenes yeah. i don't know what it's called i don't yeah. know yeah so she has she's got a podcast all about that and so i uh, is she korean she is uh, okay. i believe korean american uh, okay. i believe she right. will she be at the kim's uh house party at the pool party you know i didn't even think to invite her i thought that might be would that be i mean she, she if she can get a k-pop band there or if leonard kim can get bts there that's gonna although i'm maybe they don't want it to be an all korean thing but so with this woman she basically she she listened to our show she did. She said, "Hey, your." She said, "Your intro." This is funny because first she says the intro is really great. I love the intro, and I thought, "Okay, well, it's you know, somebody else's voice. That's that's great." So that's that's, yeah, that's right, right, right. And then she then um, she texted me back a little bit, and she said, "And the outro is awesome too." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, mm-hmm. the end of the show that also is pretty much other people." And that's mm-hmm. fine. She's she's given us compliments mm-hmm. on the whole thing, and I thought, "Wonder mm-hmm. if she just listened to the beginning and the end for some reason because she's a podcaster and she just kind of wants to know how the how the right, nuts, right. nuts and bolts come together, which is right, right." trying to backwards engineer it right 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 and then uh, like, what can i do to yes. make this sound more professional yeah and then she uh actually came came in later and and uh talked a little bit about uh, actual content she had uh, she had uh, <laughs> listened to something in the middle which i was like Whew, she listened to something in the middle and and and, and, and yeah oh, man. and i'm trying to remember her name i should uh, i should know exactly what it was but i'm trying to look back i kind of got tweet crazy this week a little bit on uh, the outgoing stuff because we're uh, we're i think uh, we're actually um 
we're uh, probably already there. I think we've got the maybe the biggest listenership month. Thank you for everybody that's listening. Uh, we we appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we're just we've been getting a lot more downloads, and uh, I think cool. some of that some of that might be related to I've been a little more active on Twitter lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't mean they're going to come back again. We're going to sure. pull them in sure. and scare them off, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know the numbers. I don't know. You'll every now and again you'll tell me like you know we're up or whatever. I'm like I don't know. And especially now with the stupid hours that I work, it's like it's just every day is a blur, and I'm kind of nomadic, moving around and all that. So yeah, at this point we're never gonna we're never gonna make a living off of it. Uh, I, don't never never say never. never I mean, we never. can really if we become minimalists and we don't need much of anything other than our gear and maybe you know we get some sort of like trailer or something you know gears already paid for we don't have to pay for anything with our with our lives our children anything yeah if all of that is even then maybe we can make a quote-unquote living yeah my child likes to spend money for me uh Mm -hmm. tori managed to uh run a stop sign this week uh, with a uh, police officer basically behind her and uh That ended up being uh, two hundred dollars. Uh, that uh, nice and a moving violation. Yeah, she got the moving Some violation. Point. She's she's gonna she's actually with the uh, she, with where she was at with her license. Uh, she technically uh, was still on her uh, even though she did turn sixteen and uh, she was like a, a week away from getting her actual license. And uh, so she did this on her school permit, and uh, so she's going to end up losing her ability to drive completely for thirty days, and uh, then. After after that, she'll be on still on uh, the kind of the temporary status with the license uh, for I th- believe six months. After that, she has to keep her uh, keep everything uh, uh, clean, and then uh, she can get uh, the regular license thing going on. But yeah, she's uh, screwed the pooch there, and she's cost uh, the uh, household two hundred dollars, which uh, we've told her that she's going to have to pay back, and so she's. Um, She's now uh, been scrambling, trying to go out and find uh, some job applications at some places and trying to work uh, at her first uh, first thing with trying to get any money outside the house. Now, now by the time I was 16, I had I had I had uh, I had been I had had a, some jobs. I'd had some things that I had done to, to uh, pull pull in money uh, and uh, uh, I'd probably been doing that for a couple of years, uh, maybe even longer. I think when I was about 12, I started doing some uh, mowing gigs and stuff like that uh, or. or uh, shoveling snow up and down the block for for some extra right. spending cash, and I had parents that weren't giving they they weren't handing out money. They they you know the idea that uh, uh, you know here's twenty bucks go go blah 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 it just didn't happen. And we we have a different uh, we're in a different world uh, you know now you know I've I've seen uh, helicopter parenting as they say has been replaced by um, lawnmower parenting. I, I saw that phrase this week. If you want to look at something that's I don't know what that even means. I don't get yeah, that. It basically means your kids don't do shit and you're running around trying to. Uh, vicariously live their lives for them and um, it's hmm. uh, and there's a lot of people that are wanting to do that I think uh, we have kids that are uh, over extended over involved over uh, you know we've got a lot of parents that are uh, trying to be uh, well they're trying to be a lawyer and they're trying to be lawyer for their child they're, when the kid gets in trouble they're trying to be the mm-hmm. uh, the uh, financial advisor or the financial provider in most cases and uh, also the uh, just the social social coordinator is the big thing uh, how can i keep this kid uh, yeah, out in there uh, uh, you know how can i get enough money to keep handing it to them which is what when we do that too but um she's gonna have to come up with some more cash she's gonna pay this back god damn it all right that's what i'm saying now so um see where we're at with that in six months whether she's uh, a found a job and b paid me back in uno nicolero we'll say but... <laughs> i'm 48 in september i live in my ex-wife's pool house Second story, nice, don't pay for that, but I do have a job. I owe the government a lot of money. I uh, owe my doctor. I'm trying to remember who I'm, I, 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 don't even, I can't even keep up with all that I owe. And um, I use my mom and dad's logins for Netflix, and I'm going to see if they have CBS All Access so I can watch the good fight. And um, my mom recently, and, I, and I'm both all three of my phones, my phone and my, my, my son and my daughter's phone are on my mom's account, and I have to pay her for that. And then there was a time about a year and a half ago when I was still living in the apartment where my mom paid, I owe my mom money, and she came at me like, you got to pay me back. So it's like... It doesn't get any easier. She's never going to pay back that $200, dude. (laughs) 
And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch...